Dude, we're live. We're what? We're on. On what? 23 shots of or with JD? Wait, the mic's live? Yes. Uh, I think it's off. Just go off. What's up? This is the 23 shots of JD podcast. How's it going? You don't like that? What was that, dude? You said bring energy. Not that type of energy. What's was that? Well, then you show me. All right. Hey, guys. This is the 23 shots of JD podcast. Yeah, I guess that's better. Let's roll straight into it. Let's go. Guy in the NBA should ever, should ever have, should ever wear a 23. I've been working on that shot my whole life, and uh, you know, for that one to go in, you know, that was that was liberating right there, man. And I'm not, I'm not shoving it aside, you know, like it don't mean anything. I know it's important. I do, I honestly do. But we talking about 23 shots JD podcast. What's up, guys? Uh, welcome back to 23 Shots of JD Podcast. A uh, bit difficult. I'm opening the show, and that's because uh, I'm going solo dollar this week. Uh, shout out to Kikati for that song. But, um, yeah, I'm going solo today. Um, you know, usually would have David here, but just because of scheduling conflicts and just, um, you know, how sort of timing works out, weren't able to do that. And um, I was going to try and get another guest on, but, again, so, sort of the same similar thing happened. So, yeah, decided, you know, I'm not going to, you know, leave you guys hanging or leave uh, any, you know, missy week. Miss weeks, you know, we're all about consistency and getting that content out there. So, um, yeah, I'll, you know, get amongst it right now. Um, so, yeah, we'll probably start, you know, there's been a lot of sport. Um, I start off with basketball, obviously. And it, it's been a bit interesting, you know, a bit interesting sort of, uh, you know, couple of weeks in basketball, especially last week, you know. Um, you know, if you you know, been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that me and David are big sort of uh, fans of the Chicago Bulls, not necessarily like uh, passionate fans, but more so about the potential of them in the future, you know. Um, they're sort of flying under the radar as one of those Eastern Conference teams. You have, you know, obviously the Celtics with, you know, what they got, the big superstars and all that, and then you have uh, the 76ers, which is evidently, you know, they're going to be really good as well. Uh, you know, sprinkling the Milwaukee Bucks as well, but... Uh, you know, as news sort of came out that Jabari Parker is now going to sign with the Chicago Bulls, a two-year, $40 million contract. That sort of might put Milwaukee Bucks at, you know, maybe a disadvantage. Who knows? I don't think he was really um, working well on that team, but I think it's more so we look on the positive side for the Chicago Bulls. Um, they're really in need, you could say, of a wing-type forward uh, style player, someone um, that can put the ball on the floor, can play in the process, an all-round game type of thing, um, a more clinical score, I guess, because their team's very, um, yeah, they're, they're a very interesting team now, obviously they drafted Wendell Carter Jr. in the in the draft this year, uh, at the center position, and he's actually been playing really well, you know, he, obviously, you know, we everyone's harping on, like, oh, it's only Summer League, it's only Summer League, but, you know, Summer League proves players to be really good you know we saw Kyle Kuzma excel into summer league and that really translated over into uh you know the NBA even Laurie Markin himself talked about a Chicago Bulls player he excelled in the summer league and that really translated so obviously it's you know you gotta take it with a grain of salt but yeah I think most of the players you look at and they're gonna excel at summer league to a certain degree are gonna do well or play a play a pivotal role in um you know in the league next year or next season sorry so yeah Jabari Parker's going there two years 40 million I think it's a good price especially for someone who um 
Uh, so a good price for both teams, Chicago Bulls especially, but definitely for Jabari Park as well. Just considering, you know, he's got two, he's had two torn ACL, and these are not, you know, it's sort of like Harry Giles who tore his ACL in high school and college or whatever. He's gotten two torn ACLs in the uh, NBA arena, so maybe there's definitely 100% question marks on you know his longevity and the health that he can put on, but um, more so just if he can really get back to the athletic. Uh, self of his because he was you know obviously he was coming into the draft with Andrew Wiggins and Jabari Park um, Andrew Wiggins was coming in the draft with Jabari Park and everyone saw Andrew Wiggins I think he had like a 42 43 inch vertical whatever and he was like an athletic freak and everyone's like wow this is amazing but you know everyone sort of forgot Jabari Park uh, he's got hops he's got hops he's got great athleticism and unlike Andrew Wiggins is thick like man's thick the body's just the body's uh, thick with, with two C's, two C's, you know what I mean? So, yeah, he, I think he's going to be a really good player. They did draft that guy, Chandler Hutchinson, so, you know, I think, th- and he was sort of um, dubbed as the next Kyle Kuzma, so, you know, we'll see how it goes there, but I think two years, 40 million is a reasonable price for Jabari Parker, and I'm not going to lie, I was a bit surprised that the uh, Milwaukee Bucks did rescind their qualifying offer, um, even though, you know, there were sort of, I wouldn't say turmoil, but I guess the chemistry between um, Giannis and, and Jabari wasn't the best. I think at some stages they were the worst defensive pairing. It would, you know, one, one when one's on the f- court, they're better with that with you know both of them on the court essentially. So, yeah, um, you know, it I guess maybe from a basketball sense, it's probably a better move. I think they free up some cap space. So who knows? They might go for someone else. There's been a you know a lot of rumors. You know, the Bucks are trying to make a make a big boy move. So you know, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, Chicago Bulls now. You know, Chris Dunn. You know, David Hobbs on Chris Dunn a lot. Um, I'm not a big fan of Chris Dunn. I, I don't think he's, you know, he's, he's cool. You know, he's a cool player. Um, I guess someone similar coming up would be sort of like a Colin Sexton, you know, a young bull type, aggressive, uh, bigger guard. You know, I think Chris Dunn's about 6'4", 6'5", 200 pounds. So he's a big guard. Um, talk about injury scares, though. He did tear his ACL in college. So, you know, we'll see how that goes um, progressively throughout his career. And uh, actually, the whole team, though, is actually, realistically, a lot of ACL scares because, what, Chris Dunn, ACL, like I said, in college. Zach Levine tore his ACL last season. He only played a myriad of games. So, you know, he's iffy and obviously Jabari Park. And, you know, I'm, I guess you're coupling Jabari Park and Zach Levine. They're giving big money. That's $40, $50 million just between two players themselves. So... Uh, you know, you hope to actually pull, you know, pull out. They're too, you know, I love those players. I think they're really good. So I think they can, they can do well, and I think they're building something really interesting in Chicago. You know, building draft picks. Um, you know, I think they really sort of bounced back from the whole, you know, when they, you know, when they had the 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 old glory days. Um, not talking about MJ, of course, but you know, when they had Derrick Rose, um, you know, Boozer, Joakim Noah, players like that, and they were really Luol Deng, you know. Taj Gibson, they were really excelling, and they sort of, you know, just because of circumstances, wasn't able to uh, get through that. And ironically, with another player that had a torn ACL, so I don't know, maybe history repeats itself, or maybe you know they become the sort of top four, top five contender in the East, which is, let's be honest, not that hard to do. It's the East, you know. It's yeah, who who you're versing in the East? Uh, Orlando, Orlando, yeah, Orlando. So yeah, not bad for the, from their part. Um. Yeah, and further, furthermore, on that I guess for, you know harping more in the summer league. Um, I don't know what the results are going to be now. I'll probably release it when the results come up. But 
the Portland Trailblazers and the Lakers are back in the summer league final. And uh, I'm really just going to more focus on the Lakers because who cares about Portland and their summer league teams. That Collins, you're cool, but you're, yeah, you're yeah, man. So, yeah, the Lakers are back in the finals. You know, obviously last year there was a lot of stock in that because they had Lonzo and it was like, Lonzo MVP, I was like, wow, this guy's a go, blah, 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 which, you know, I'm not going to lie, I, drink that, I drank that Kool-Aid, I was on that Kool-Aid, and I'm still on the Kool-Aid, so Lonzo the goat, but someone that's really, really excelled is Josh Hart, and um, Josh Hart's been playing really well, uh, and surprisingly a really well scorer, we know that at the back end of last year, he was averaging basically 10 and 10, uh, that's 10 rebounds, and he was, he was someone that's you know, it was a late pick, and I know Aldershawn was sort of on Lonzo, and eventually more so on Kuzma, and Kuzma sort of like, this guy's going to be one of the better players in the league even, so I think Josh Hart's really got got something, you know, to challenge about that. I think, you know, I think it's now it's sort of proven that four-year, three-year college plays are really the way to go in some respects, at least, you know, if you're looking at a production now mentality obviously Kuzma and Josh Hart are you know the prime examples of that and yeah I think Josh Hart's really sort of pushing for that spot they did sign KCP to that I think it was like one year 12 million dollar contract hashtag LeBron save my ass but yeah I think it's it was good to see uh you know Josh Hart really excel he was sort of I think everyone loves him everyone knows him obviously because he's like the Fortnite guy man play like what I think it was like 8 10 12 hours straight of Fortnite before a game so you know, you think, like, how can this guy even improve? He's playing Fortnite all the time. But, I don't know, somehow he's getting his hours in the gym. He's showing production and scoring production as well, which I think is going to be valuable. Uh, ah, I, can't really, I, I don't know why I can't really say that word. You know, valuable. I think valuable. I don't know. Valuable. So, yeah, he's going to have some valuable, um, you know, impact on the Lakers. And I sort of found it interesting as well. A lot of people are saying that perhaps maybe he's playing too well. And... You know, that's sort of an oxymoron, I guess. But playing too well in the sense that maybe he's forcing himself out, out you know, out of the Lakers because, you know, they like I said, they did sign KCP, they got Lance, they got Rondo, they got Lonzo, they got a lot of sort of guard plays in that position. And I guess Josh Hart's sort of a multifaceted. He could even play small foot, I guess, because with the amount of rebounds he gets um in the game, but. I think he, you know, he might be playing himself out of a jersey. I think there's going to be a lot of teams, especially at the shooting cup, shooting guard position, because there's not a lot of guys shooting guards. You know, there's obviously your James Harden's, your Clay Thompson's, uh, you know, sort of drops off to you know your Demar Derozan's, uh, you know, your Jimmy Butler's, and from there, then it's sort of just like you know, pick and choose. You know, you know, I should mention CJ McCollum as well. He's a good shooting guard, but holistically, there's not really a lot of great shooting guards, and for a position that's always proven to be really um, important. You know, you got your MJs, your Kobe's, your George Gervins, your um, Clyde Drexler's, you know, uh, Ray Allen's. Uh, you know, shooting guard's really sort of an important position. I think Josh Hart can really fill a role in a lot of teams. You know, he's proven that he can do the dirty work. Like I said, average basically 10 rebounds. He's shown that right now he can score. He can put the ball on the floor. He's knocking down threes. Um, an orthodox jumper. I don't. Know, I don't agree with his jumper, but I agree with Lonzo. So you know, take take that for data. But yeah, he's really got an interesting stroke. That's um, you know, going to sort of prove to be, yeah. So I so I sort of black blacked out there. I should get back on track. Basically, like I said, I think you know, if I'm the Spurs, even you know, now you know they're sort of strong. I'm like, oh, we want Kuzma, Ingram, Hart, and a pick. 
who knows, man? Maybe hot, you know, maybe just hot and <laughs> hot at Ingram, maybe hot and Kuzma can just get the job that not even the pick. And, you know, maybe hot gets traded elsewhere just so they can get more assets, maybe more uh, ready now players, you could say. But I think, you know, Hart's a really good player. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, like I said, Josh Hart is fighting, you know, for a position. But, uh, you know, Rob Polinka sort of said before that they're all fighting for position. I'll get the video up from him um, sort of talking about it. But, yeah, it's sort of I was very interested when they were talking about this. Uh, if we can play. What we're really excited about is that we feel like we're going to have an open training camp in terms of competing to figure out what is that best five to win and to go deep in the playoffs and to give ourselves a chance to win a championship. I think that's exciting. You know, obviously we have LeBron James is going to be a starter. Uh, no breaking news there. But the other four spots, it's going to be an open uh, training camp decision. And I think that's good for everyone on our team. Yeah, so, you know, as you heard from Polinka himself, which is good-looking man. You know, so it looks like Rob Lowe. I, I don't know why ever no one sort of said the Rob Lowe comparison. Very much looks like a bigger Rob Lowe. So, um, yeah, getting back on track. It's interesting that he said an open, you know, sort of floor decision and that LeBron's the only starter. That, do you think, well, in my opinion, I think, you know, LeBron's sort of going to have the last laugh about it. Is he going to be the one that says, this is, you know, what's going to do? This is who plays best with me. Or, you know, is Luke Walton going to get in there? He's going to have a big voice, you know, because he is, you know, the coach. So it's going to be interesting, you know. Um, everyone was sort of talking about the whole Rondo, Londo, um, um, you know, battle between them. Uh, I think another underrated one is the Kuzma-Ingram one, you know. I think if Ingram can show some strides, I think he can really be pushing um, be pushing a spot against uh, Kuzma. I think everyone's sort of penciling Kuzma as the power forward position. But, you know, who knows what can really happen here is, you know, it's like there's a... In, I really I really rate Ingram. I think, you know, it, it'll be tough for him to be on the bench after, you know, you sort of not gave him the keys, but, you know, you... You let basically let him start for three years straight, so it'll be interesting. This, you know, what's that going to do for his type of development? And I think that's what's really going to count as well. Sort of development as well. They got a, a really strong young core. You know, Lonzo, Hart, Ingram, Kuzma. Um, I guess you know, Chokomo Wagner as well. Some again, someone who played really well in summer league. So, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Um, I sort of chucked that. Oh, I'm going to chuck out the theory out here. I really think. They're gonna play really small. Not well, not really small. They're just gonna play small and sort of, um, you know, they have the tools to sort of run a death lineup, much similar to um, much similar to Golden State. You know, LeBron can be maybe your Draymond type player, um, at the five. He does, every, you know, an all round sort of player. Um, obviously he's a lot, lot better than Draymond. He doesn't kick people in the nuts, but, um, yeah, you know, I think they could have, sort of have him play a Draymond esque type um, role and then you have Lonzo I think a big guard they, they, they will have a lot of lengths you have Lonzo a big guard Josh Hart a sort of big uh, thick guard then you got you know Ingram who's long and lengthy that can sort of to you know to a degree match up with Kevin Durant and then you got Kuzma to sort of you know Kuzma against Iguodala you know who knows who you're going to have I think I think Kuzma you know but I'm going to be I'm going to be honest I think Kuzma so yeah, we'll see what happens with there. Like I said, open court situation. So, yeah, we'll just see. Uh, you know, apparently Lonzo's going to be healthy for training camp. Had to go under that knee surgery. So, you know, the knee surgery is actually legit. Even though I see him 
jumping around and bouncing around like when he's you know jamming out to music so I don't know how bad is a torn meniscus anyway. That's what I really want to know because now I feel like everyone has a torn meniscus to the point, or maybe you know a partial torn meniscus because you know I got bad knees. I you know I'm not, I can't really do squats at the gym. Um, I don't have hops like I used to, which I never really did. So I don't know why I'm saying it like that, but yeah, it's it's um yeah I, I feel like everyone really has some type of issue with their knees, you know, especially the type of pressure that we put on you know concrete. I think the way you know the foot happens, I know, uh, I don't know if we talked about it, but yeah, David sort of had some um, knee issues, and that the physio th- said that um, it was more involving you know the type of shoes he was wearing. So maybe it's just the way we're wearing shoes. Obviously, everyone's looking at uh, you know style versus comfort. So who knows? Maybe people go chuck on those uh, hospital shoes, New Balances. You know, those those. Oh God, I don't know why people even still wear those hospital shoes, New Balances. I remember, like, at, in high school, you see, you see a kid rock up and they got the hospital balance, new, new, uh, new, uh, uh, hospital style New Balances, and you're like, what are you doing, bro? Like, any other shoe would have got just a Nike Roshi run, Nike Roshi run. You know what? I mean? Like, 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 why are you getting those? You're not, you know, it's just one of those. You just sort of side it, but yeah. It's one of those types of things, so, you know, um, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, more in Summer League, I guess, yeah, it's cool, lol, um, I guess, a, you know, let's go to a bigger sporting event, uh, the World Cup, just finished, France, uh, daddied Croatia, I guess, you know, it was really close, uh, I did watch the game live, and I know, you know, I'm not a soccer expert, like, a lot of people are, I know, this is like this is what the problem with those big events. Like everyone just sort of um, uh, armchair coaches or you know quarterback coaches and all that stuff from like from their couch and stuff. And it's like you know I'm 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 very much a victim of it. I talk about I'm like oh why don't they just bang it outside? And you know my roommate who's a lot more intelligent on soccer, um, so he goes like no they got to work it in the middle, work it you know work the triangles and stuff like that. So. You know, I really don't know. I just think just bang on the goal and hope for the best. If worst happens, uh, if second best happens, you get a deflection and you, you know, t- tip it back in, you know. I still got that FIFA mentality when it comes to watching soccer, you know. I'm like, yo, just throw ball, chuck it down to someone like Aubameyang with Theo Walcott, boom, open goal, whatever. But, you know, it doesn't really happen like that, except, actually, ironically, it did sort of happen in the France game with that, uh, you know, that they had that pass from Pogba straight to Mbappe, that big through ball basically from their own half of the field. And uh, Mbappe just, God, 19-year-old did his work. Makes $20 million a year, man, at 19. It's so it's so ridiculous. Like $20 million. And obviously people are going to be like, oh, that's probably not a lot. $20 million, let's look at it logically. Kevin Durant, when he was 20, was earning like $8 million. And I think LeBron James as well was earning $8 million And, you know, blah, blah, blah. I count for inflation. Inflation is not going to double, you know. Let's just be honest. So, Mbappe's making bank. He's making stacks. And he's now sort of becoming the face of FIFA and the face of even his team. Everyone's um, dubbed Neymar as the next young star, which obviously he could, you know. Let's, you know, if he starts flopping around in the box, you know, crying because someone stepped on his toe, you know, maybe he could become a star. But I think Mbappe has got all the tools to really be... This high class, high sort of style figure, and he's really gonna, you know, you know, he's re- he's really doing wonders for himself right now in in regards to branding and all that. So, yeah, we'll sort of, we'll sort of see what happens there. But yeah, the World Cup final and just the World Cup in general is really it's one of those events that, irrespective if you like soccer or not, and I know soccer, 
I guess it's, it's ironic. Soccer is the most popular sport, but at the same time, you know, comparatively, it's one of the most hated sports just because maybe I've had a player's act, a little flopping, um, maybe just how boring it is some people can perceive it as. So it's funny how some people go, like, this is the best game and the worst game at the exact same time. But I think irrespective of that, when it comes to the World Cup, everyone loves the World Cup, even well, maybe not America, so they get in. So well, maybe Italians either because they didn't get in. So... Uh, yeah, maybe soft wounds for you guys, but yeah, I think everyone sort of likes the World Cup. Is you know, it's very much like the Olympics. You know, you get your national camaraderie. You don't know who's on the team. You just you know that one. There's always that one star player on the team that you go like, why is he not just taking all the shots? Blah 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 blah. And I think yeah, it's just a good atmosphere. And you know, I think watching the crowd at, in Russia and stuff, it was um, it was really really um, you know, mesmerizing. It was sort of like um. You look at it, you're like, wow, this is really bringing whole countries together. And you look at examples like Iceland, you know, they had that whole Viking clap situation. And, you know, that's really cultivated. Like, you know, let's be honest, everyone knows sort of Iceland because they're like Iceland, just the name. But, you know, it's a population of 500,000. And at one point in the World Cup, they had 10% of the whole population in Russia. And we just got to think about that logically. 10% of the population was was in Russia. So... That's ins- that's just insane to think about, and you know the whole camaraderie that it builds within the country, then the nation. It's just, it's um, it's, you know it's just it's just great to see. It's just great to see um, this you know, it the cameraman sort of you know they um maybe got taken away from it a bit too much. Uh, if if no one really knows it, FIFA sort of came out or people sort of came out and told the cameraman to stop zooming in the hot chicks, and um, as someone that likes hot chicks, uh, I was sort of you know. Really, like, why are you going to do that to me? But, you know, I can see what they were coming through. They don't want to look as sort of sexist or, you know, they're just trying to spot the, um, you know, the ugly, oh, so the uh, hot women or whatever. So I can see their point. But, you know, when there's hot women around and there's a lot of hot women, especially from the South American countries, oh, hey, Brazil, Colombia, what I realized, Peru underrated, you know? Um, who who else was in it? Mexico, you know, just... A lot of smoke shows, and, mate, if I'm the cameraman, cannot deny, cannot deny. You're going to have a purring eye, especially when the game's going nil-nil into 90 minutes. you got to occupy your time. you got to occupy your time, man. How can we How can we hate on these cameramen? How can we hate? They're doing their job. They're doing what they do. Um, it's, actually, it's actually funny, though, because the only games that they don't show hot women is, uh, like, the English games. And that, I'm not, you know, I'm not throwing shots at English women, you know. I'm not saying they're not hot or anything, but... You, they always paint it to, like, the fat, the fattest dude, the fattest bald white guy, or, you know, generally bald white guy from England, and he's got, you know, that, you know, that beer belly, you know, the jersey's basically risen up from above his belly button. You can see the whole legging, you know, the whole little beer gut, muffin top type thing, overload, um, overloading the shorts, and he's just, he's just going mental, like, Especially when someone like Harry Kane or whatever scores they got, they're just going, yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, beer spilling on them, it's just, it's so erratic. Like, there's the, I, I, you know, search search up the video for this. There's, like, this video where, I think it was in England, I'm not sure where, but basically they had this big whole um, uh, viewing area for, you know, the English fans to watch the game. And literally, as soon as... Um, as soon as Trippier scored in, I think it was the uh, yeah semi final. Literally, you see all the beers just rise up, and it just 
goes up and then just smashes and just sprinkles down all on them and it's just like wow this is super erratic just super super erratic and you're like man just insane um you know didn't much wasn't much success for uh, my countries that i support um aka the philippines we're not good at soccer it's just what it is we're not good at soccer we're good we're not really good at a lot of sports you know um you know, we're not, we don't really excel. I guess, you know, boxing, hash, you know, shout out to Manny Pacquiao. He, he destroyed, um, that, he destroyed some two, you know, seven round TK. That's what he does. But, um, yeah, besides boxing, we don't really excel that much. Um, maybe basketball brawls, if that was a thing. Maybe we excel at brawling in basketball. If no one's seen the video, which I'll be surprised if you haven't, there was that massive, massive brawl between. Actually, my two countries, Philippines and Australia, in um in the Philippines, it was that massive brawl, and um, you know, the, the, you know, it was really bad. I was I was gonna try and make a defense to it. I'm just gonna you know be upfront. It was really bad. Um, I guess you haven't seen it. Basically, um, a, a Filipino and an Australian basketball player sort of muscling up against each other. Basically, the Filipino guy gives him a big sort of chest bump. The guy. I'm not gonna say flops, but very, you know, very much over exaggerates what he's doing, and then basically one of the Australian teammates come up and just gives him an elbow in the, in, in in the Adam's apple. You know that that's what he does. Just gives him an elbow in Adam's apple, and you know, uh, you know, Filipino culture, Filipino culture, man. Um, if no one knows, it's very much family, very much one in all in type of thing. Um, if someone's you know, there's a lot of other countries like that. I'm, I know Amini is very much like that. Very very um very uh national like very pride in their national colors and their national name and all that stuff so they you know they, those people definitely understand who, what i'm talking about but yeah the, basically the philippines going all out brawl they're throwing chairs and then some of the fans some of the cameramen some of the coaches even get amongst you know i think at that point obviously um you know it's really not a good look for um filipino basketball at all um it's sort of just you know puts like, <laughs> ironic you know uh, you know i'm not trying to you know, put upon it but it sort of gives us a black eye if you want to if you want to give it that way it gives us a black eye in the whole situation and it's like i think uh, i don't know it's just sort of hard you know because obviously you know you see one of your teammates get el- elbowed in the um elbowed in the neck and you're like well not really just gonna stand there am i and just do nothing but you know what do we do? And I think they just really took it to extreme. You saw Thon Maker. You thought he was, you know, bloody Bruce Lee or like Jackie Chan or whatever. Just comes in with some flying kicks. And if I'm the Milwaukee, if I was the Milwaukee Bucks, man, I would be literally clenching on my asshole. Because not only is it my man's like seven foot one, he's he's sort of like built like Kevin Garnett, really skinny, doesn't really have much on his bones, whatever. And man's just throwing straight straight ninja kicks out there. He thought he was GSP just going sabah. He thought it was Conor McGregor giving you some spinning some spinning kicks or whatever. Joe Rogan perhaps. They thought it was that and you're like mate, if so if some if you connect bad on one of your kicks, man, you could really you know you know, heaven forbid, tell your tell your ACO or whatever, so yeah, my man's just it was ridiculous that whole scene, and I know it sort of put a grey eye in both Australian, um, Filipino basketball, um, and it, I guess more on the Australian side. It doesn't really enhance the image of Australian basketball. You know, we had people like uh, Delhi. You know, Delhi really not put a black eye, but he sort of like everyone. You know, he plays super aggressive, super that uh, fight for the ball, no die mentality, which is you know, mate, that's what us Aussies do. We get amongst it and we get dirty and we get down, but. 
obviously a lot of you know Kyle Crawford Kyle Crawford didn't really agree with that so yeah you know talk about that um Andrew Bogut as well was was known for being a little bit um grubby I think you, you can say the word you know hard screens chucking some elbows talk about elbows from Aussies he, he was uh he was a he was good for a couple of elbows in there once in a while um uh but yeah you know it's it was sort of you know tarnished the image of you know both countries basketball teams so and I think you know especially for Australia I don't think it's really gonna do much for them I, I sorry I don't think it was, it's really gonna help them at all because now you know players are just gonna be like we don't really want you know, and so NBA teams are not going to want their Australian players. You know, people like I guess Don Maker, Ben Simmons. Um, I think they'll just you know, Milwaukee doesn't really care about Delhi, sort of like yeah, Delhi, go ahead. Um, Aaron Baines, you know, Patty Mills, a lot of great Aussies there, and I think they're going to be hesitant to really have you know their teams want to play in these uh, national events, especially against countries with a lot of fire like the Philippines. And I think that sort of trickles over to um. Know some of the prom- some of the promotional stuff that the National Basketball League, which is the Australian um, you know basketball comp here, uh, is gonna is you know teaming up with in the NBA. You know if the NBA and the M- NBL is gonna continue to team up, I, I you know they don't want Australian the Australian national team fighting with other countries. You know they don't want that because now you know someone like Russell Westbrook or Donovan Mitchell is gonna be playing like a Sid- Sydney Kings or Melbourne United or whatever. They're gonna be like well. We don't want to risk our players because I know obviously the NBL players are going to play hard. They're going to try and prove themselves on the, on the um on the arena, obviously in front of a lot of great people. But yeah, they don't want their star players getting injured or getting in these melees and stuff. It's just ridiculous. So, you know, I I would say sort it out or whatever. But hopefully this is just a temporary one-time uh sort of affair, and you know hopefully it just doesn't manifest into something even greater than that. That's that's all we can really ask for. So. Yeah, I know. So yeah, sort of got sidetracked actually. I was more, more so talking about the World Cup celebrations, but uh, yeah, dude, this is, back on the World Cup celebration, this super lit. Like, if I know if Australia did well in the World Cup, it would be an absolute pandemonium. But if people saw like Croatia, I think it was like I think it was like it was either fifty or five hundred thousand fans, and I know five hundred thousand fans seems you know complete just insanity but i think it could have been that who knows i think it's one of the other it was somewhere in the 50s or in the, in the fives at least so yeah there was like just flares going off just all cards all types of just insane scenes people just getting lit i know when france won um you know if anyone knows skepta the rapper the uk grime artist he was like showing video on his instagram store of just straight flares and fireworks going up people just it looked like a riot to be honest like that's what it really looked like you're like what's going on is is this a terrorist attack is this a, is this a riot or the france just win the world cup that's basically where we're at now so i know i know european countries go hard in the paint they go they, they're, they're driving hard into the paint when they celebrate you know like um I know when I was in when I was in Amsterdam actually um, for New Year's, which is just uh, just putting those two phrases together. Oh, sorry, two words together. Amsterdam, New Year's Eve. You know, some mad shit's gonna happen basically, and it did. It did, and not for the good, really. You know, we went out there uh, into the main sort of city area in Amsterdam, um, basically where the Red Light District is. But yeah, it was just in the sort of main city area, and people, you know, they. They're reckless with the fireworks, man. Basically, just throwing fireworks everywhere. We're walking like 
in the street, and basically there's a guy. It looked like he had a, it looked like he had a, f- a sort of flamethrower type thing. Like he had a backpack, and he had like this um, sort of cannon type um, uh, launch or whatever you want to call it. And he was just, he was just shooting fireworks in the air, like he was just like going, like he was like he was like pumping Fortnite these fireworks just in the air, and then, and like obviously for foreigners like ourselves, even though we're not that foreign, still sort of speak English and very much like western culture as well it's sort of just eye-opening you're like what is this ridiculous type of atmosphere and i'm in a complete just complete fear really just ran over us we were like well what's it going to distinguish between fireworks and a bomb you know what i mean like i think that's what we should really talk like obviously i've never heard a bomb in my life and thank god and knock on wood and all that uh you know thank god i had never been the um in a situation where that would happen but because someone like email me or tweet me at twenty six shots of jade or whatever, what is the difference between a firework and a bomb in regards to its actual um, sound? You know, like if if I if I set a firework off in a building and I set off a bomb in a building, are they gonna make different sounds? Perhaps you know, maybe I'm just an ignorant loser. But but when I was in Amsterdam with my friends. We couldn't distinguish between a firework or a bomb. We thought there could have been bombs. There could have been mad fireworks. It was ridiculous. And I know there's a lot of um, tourists there as well. And we, everyone evacuated. Like, literally everyone evacuated. They were going towards the train station to the bus stops and stuff. And, you know, everyone was really, really scared. Like, everyone was concerned because, especially in that climate at the time, this was obviously end of 2016, start of 2017. And basically, at that time as well, they, they had a lot of terrorist attacks. They had the thing in um, Berlin where the guy just ran through the Christmas markets and stuff like that. So, the whole sort of continent of Europe was on edge. And I think, you know, I, I guess I don't want to say Europe's synonymous with terrorists, but definitely, you know, they're known for having a lot of terror attacks or a lot of um, iffy situations, perhaps, if you want to put it in a lighter term. So, I think, you know, a lot of people, especially myself and my friends or whatever, were really um, uptight about the situation. And I know there was a lot of young kids they were just, you know, doing fireworks or whatever. But, dude, I thought I was going to die. I'm like, you know what? I've, I've accepted it. I'm going to die a bit high in, in, uh, in Amsterdam, you know. And maybe it could have been it could have been sort of fostered or enlightened by the above-level feelings I was perhaps um, experiencing. But, you know, I, I really thought I was going to die. Like, I was like, man, it was a good run. It was a good run. Jordan, you you know, at the time, what, I was 18? I was like, oh, good. You know what, Jordan? It was a good innings. It was a solid innings, you know. If I was if I was a, if I I was was a baseball player and I was hitting, you know, point, it was like it was like I was hitting like point three, you know what I mean, as a baseball hitter. And I was like, you know what? That was a, that was a good effort. That was a good effort. Or I was like, what's the sort of like a basketball player that's sort of like just a me- – like a like, – uh, Huh, let me see. Like, what would be a good example for a basketball player that sort of just had a meh career? I don't know. Tweet, someone tweet me at tweet me at 23shotsofjd or just email me at 23shotsofjd at gmail.com. Someone that you think has a meh career that can really sort of, um, you know, excuse me, you know, ha- can, uh, you know, correspond with the feelings I felt in Amsterdam, you know, like... Like, Carlos Boozer, maybe? I don't know. I think I mentioned him before, so that's why it's coming to my mind. Like, Carlos Boozer, it's sort of had a, you know, played a couple All-Star games. He really didn't do much. He did play for America, though, so I think maybe he did have a bit more than a Met career, I guess. Um, 
Nick, nah, Nick Young was just cool, man. He didn't have a mech career. He had an insane career. Hashtag Swaggy P, the Lord. And he's a champion as well. You can't have a mech career as a champion, so... Um, that, that can't that can't happen. Um, Jeez, who really... Like... Man, I don't know why I'm blanking. I'm really... I guess it's a mech... You, you know, you don't think of mech players because they're meh. You know, they're like, eh. Who really thinks about these guys? You know, just... Okay, that cool. Like, Jimmy, maybe Jameen else, but then he was, like, a starting point guard for a finals team. Oh, God, you know, I really can't think of anything. Um, email me, like I said, 23shotsofjd uh, at gmail.com or uh, tweet at me at 23shotsofjd just, you know, just to have any ideas. Just maybe, you know, Jordan, these are some Matt plays. Like, Matt O'Core. Ha, 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 ha. But, yeah. Um, actually, I just want actually, somehow that intertwines with the World Cup and basketball. I did find this funny video of... um. Antoine Griezmann just completely, um, completely just, I guess, is it video bombing, photo bombing, whatever you want to call it, at uh, in a Paul Pogba press conference. Just listen to this. Oh, wow. Come on. Of, of all of us, why we did people criticize us from the start? Now you can see Antoine Griezmann. Be English, Antoine. Be uh, English, uh, I love Derrick Rose. <laughs> That's a very valid point. That was so well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, if, if you didn't hear that, basically Antoine Griezmann just um just goes in, takes a mark, and the guy's going like, speak English. A lot of pressure on you, Antoine. Speak, speak English. Speak English. And I don't, I don't know if I don't know if Antoine Griezmann can speak English. I don't know. Maybe he only speaks Spanish and French or whatever. But if the only three words he knows in English is I love Derrick Rose. That's all you need. That's all you need. And I don't think Antoine Griezmann's an old guy anyway, but I think he he, he, I mean, he probably saw D-Rose in his prime, but random name job. I'm, I'm just going to say that. D-Rose, unless he's listening to Lil Pump and he loves Lil Pump's D-Rose song, maybe that's where he got it. But Derrick Rose is just a random name job. I'm just trying to think, like, what, maybe is he a Minnesota Timberwolves fan? That's an odd fan to be. I don't know. Maybe he likes Chicago Bulls back in the prime. That could make sense. Um, but yeah, why wouldn't you name just like I like LeBron James, I like Steph Curry, I like Kevin Durant, I like Kyrie Irving even. I don't know, but yeah, Antoine Dreesen just names drops uh, Derrick Rose, and that's probably the most clout he's gotten in a while. Derrick Rose, the most clout he's gotten because um, you know, man, what a what a factory. I'm not gonna really harp on it because it's too depressing, but. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's sad to see Derek Rose's career sort of end the way... Oh, it's not really ending. He's still re-signed with the Timberwolves for that one-year contract. So it's not really ending, perhaps, but, yeah. You know, it's just... It, it'll be an interesting way to end his career, I guess. Just, you know, I don't even know if he's going to... I think he will be a Hall of Famer because he is the youngest MVP of all time, but... Just a... Yeah, sort of just a... I guess a meh way to um end your career, you know? But, um... Talk about uh, sort of someone... Uh, maybe the ending their career at a new place. You talk about uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, you know. Again, not much of a soccer fan. I really couldn't care about the sport outside the World Cup, but I know I have a lot of friends that love the sport. And uh, they were sort of harping on about, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo's going to um, Juventus, the Italian super giants. And they are just like, wow, this is this is sort of a big core. And they were hating on Cristiano Ronaldo. And they are just like, wow, you know, how could he be so unfaithful? This man just keeps asking for money, money, money. He's like 33 years old. How can you ask for this much money? Even though your production's been amazing, you know, you've won us all these Champions League. Nah, man, we, d- we don't want you in this team. And it's like, 
I don't know if it's I don't know if it's like with the sort of sock I don't know if it's like a soccer thing or um, you know one of the esports or whatever but I think I might just be ingrained with basketball I think in the way I think just because um, basketball is one of those sports where it's um, very much built on the superstars and I think you know from an asshole's perspective as well you could, you could perceive soccer as that but I know if you're really much a soccer fan you're into your, you're into your teams like my roommate and my other friend were having massive arguments about you know what team you support and you know he supports Real Madrid and my, my my roommate's just like, oh, have, do you have any family from Real Madrid? Or do you have any, um, you know, have you been to Real Madrid? But have you watched a game in Real Madrid? Why is it Real Madrid, Real Madrid, Real Madrid, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I know at least for soccer fans, you support the team that you, um, uh, that, you know, your family's from, or perhaps you, there's some type of connection, like you went there when you were a kid, or you met one of the players or whatever, but... Yeah, it seems like soccer is one of those sports that you support the team where there's a natural, tangible connection. I know that that's for rugby league. That's why I support the Manly Seagulls because my dad supported the Manly Seagulls. We lived in the Northern Beaches, which is the Manly area. And, and that's the whole reason, you know, we support teams. And I think maybe that that could be, a um, um, yeah, like a more team-based sport. But even though basketball is a team-based sport, it seems that it's very much built on individuals, you know, MJ, Kobe, Magic, LeBron, Larry Bird, Shaquille O'Neal, you know what I mean? You, you don't, it's not really the Lakers, you think of, uh, sorry, not, you know, when you think of, I think, I think Boston's the only one where it's really team-oriented, you know, it's not Kyrie's team, you know, some people say it's Brad Stevens' team, I don't, you know, I think it's just the Celtics, it's, the Celtics is one of those teams where it's just still a team, but then there's a lot of other teams where it's like Portland Trailblazers, Damian Lillard, you know, you're synonymous with a star, and I think that's why, um, I, I know, sort of going back to the point I was actually going to make, um, well, I'm not really angry at Ronaldo moving compared to all these other people who are saying like, oh, he's money hungry, he's trying to get all this money, you know, man's old, he's not going to have the same production, blah, 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 and it's like, I don't know, I'm really much pro, pro play in most situations because clubs... Uh, you know, regardless if it's basketball, um, rugby league, it's, uh, you know, football, soccer, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, the teams are making so much money off these players that that's why I'm always pro, pro player. I want the players to make as much money as they can uh, because they're really much the reason why people come and show out. You know, they're the entertainment. They're the source of um, fun and excitement or sad and disparity. You know, they're really the, the people that play with their emotions. They're the actors. They're the singers. That are you know musicians and all that you know they're really much the focal point of the whole um, situation. So yeah, I just don't like how um, how how just yeah I don't like how people or fans or whatever you know outsiders say that Cristiano Ronaldo really you know is money hungry and just selfish. I don't you know get your money while you can, man. A sporting career can only last you know fifteen to twenty years, and that's if you had one of the best players, 15 to 20 years, make your money while you can, and then be smart, you know, do some business investments, maybe give some to charity, or make, do some charity work, or whatever, you know, I think, that's smart as well, and, you know, everyone's sort of, you know, oh, Cristiano Ronaldo is hunting for more money, Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, in his first week, Oh, so in his first day, like the first day that it, like he transferred, like the actual official day he transferred, obviously they came out with the jersey and everything, his jersey sold 550,000 units in the first day. 
And I don't know, like, this is something that I just saw in a news article, so I don't know if this is, like, in a particular country or this is worldwide, but 550,000 units in one day. One day. And I don't know what the percentage um, Juventus gets from those jerseys, obviously because they probably split it with, like, I don't know if they're sponsored by Nike or Umbro or Adidas or whatever, or Puma, I think. I'm not sure. But obviously they're going to split the money. But regardless, for both the team's jersey sponsor and the team itself, they made like six hundred and se- not six hundred sorry sixty seven million uh, US dollars from that one in one day they made sixty seven million US dollars from Ronaldo jerseys. Then you know they're making this in sweatshop factories for like a dollar. So the markup and the increase in revenue is just exponential. You know they basically just made sixty seven million dollars in one day just because this one man decided to go to his club. So if you're one of those players that you know people are going like, wow, you know there is you know the club's bigger than the player. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm really much pro pro player. Players, you know, dictate everything. So that's that's how I really um really look at those types of situations, you know. Um but yeah. Uh, uh yeah, I don't I don't think there's really much for me to sort of talk about. It is one of those this is sort of like the time of year where the sports the sports landscape sort of, you know, Basketball season is sort of over. Um, not big of a you know baseball fan, I guess. You know, I know like what Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, but you know those are just the big names. So that's sort of meh. NFL season still a couple um, months away. You know, obviously the World Cup's finish. Uh, I guess you know if you like rugby league, you know rugby league's definitely amongst um, in the midst of its prime right now in regards to the timing of the season or whatever. So. You know, that'll be in- that's going to be interesting, at least for me. I don't know about, you know, my American fans or my British fans or um, even my Australian fans, you know, because it's, it's, it's very much a two-state type of sport. But, um, yeah, um, I might wrap it up here. I, I think I, I, I might make some announcements. Um, definitely going ahead with the podcast. Like I said, it's sort of coming a bit dry with the sporting season and whatnot. So maybe perhaps, especially before the basketball season or whatever these couple next weeks and months or whatever i might we might sort of look to explore and maybe do some interviews maybe talk to some other people i might get some friends on we might have some great topics or whatever just to talk about um just because you know like i said the sports season's shy and whatever and it's you know we just want to put out some quality content to you guys um just you know so you guys can enjoy um just enjoy something to listen to you know sometimes uh some of the best conversations, especially on this podcast that I can remember, is definitely not derived from sports. Hashtag alligator versus hippo and whatever. So, um, yeah, definitely we'll look to um, uh, explore sort of different options and stuff like that, see what we can build with this podcast. Um, we're definitely approaching our 50th episode. So, you know, we've got two more weeks till we get to our 50th episode and, you know, we'll see what happens from there. But definitely would want to thank everyone that's listened to this podcast especially this episode you know i'm writing solo dollar like i said so i might have just rambled or talked a lot or maybe my, i don't know maybe my conversation's a bit dry or whatever but if you really enjoy this you know and especially like this solo dollar platform maybe i might do this more often i'm looking to potentially travel so who knows i might do some travel podcast or whatever and um you know david himself might do some cool stuff or you know what i mean maybe we'll do some interviews with some interesting people uh, definitely see where this podcast would go you know we definitely you know 50 episodes it's been you know coming up to 50 episodes it's been a really good ride so we'll definitely see um how we continue with this but 
yeah, um, it would be great to hear your feedback from this solo podcast, actually. You know, I, I always want to, you know, make this uh, show better, get it, um, you know, uh, I don't know what I'm talking You know, I want to get this show better, make it up to what you want, what your your expectations are, and, you know, what you really um, uh, drive for and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, please email me at 23shotsofjd at gmail.com uh, or tweet me at 23shotsofjd. Um, just, you know, what you thought about this podcast, especially this episode. Uh, like, Jordan, wow, you did such a great job. Wow, you basically just could hold up a conversation by yourself because you're just a man or maybe just like, wow, dude, you're shit. Go kill yourself. But nah, nah, nah. Yeah, I know you guys love me, so you definitely won't do that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we'll close the podcast here. A bit shorter than usual, but obviously, it's, you know, it's a bit hard to, uh, you know, carry a conversation by yourself for, you know, an hour, whatever we usually do when I'm here with David. But they will be back on our next week's podcast, and definitely the 50th podcast. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you continue with us to the ride of 50, and, you know, who knows what can happen from there. But, uh, yeah, anything you want else? Uh, uh, anything else you want to add, David? Oh, wait, David's not here. Lol. Bye!